Hello, you're listening to Create It Till You Make It, a new podcast from Stitch. I'll be talking to senior people from across the creative industries and startup scene about how they created, innovated and made their way to where they are today. Expect to hear about first jobs, lessons learned and lots of advice. I'm Grace, a student at the University of Birmingham about to begin my final year, and I'm also interning at Stitch this summer. We're a tool to help companies manage their network of external creative talent, helping you to find the right people when you need them. With lots of people working from various spreadsheets and info stored in emails, Stitch brings this into one central database, a living little black book, if you will, with profiles for each person showing their contact info and examples of work. You can then leave notes against people, attach core documents like NDAs, and this all integrates with your emails. You can find out more about us at stitchapp.co. We really wanted to learn more about how people have grown their networks and made successful careers. So here goes, episode one of Create It Till You Make It. I've got my first guest here today. His name is Mills. He co-founded the Us2 Fampany Group, which is part digital product design agency, independent games company, investment incubator and foundation in 2004 with his best mate, Sinks. They've built a strong company ethos, which is really driven by creating meaningful impact on our world through their products and their practices. Through their incessant curiosity, they created the hugely successful Monument Valley franchise, which happens to be made by the games company we're sitting in today to record this episode. It was downloaded over 150 million times, which changed the perception of what mobile gaming could be. In 2017, Mills stepped away from the more operational duties at Us2 and focused on a solo quest to find a renewed purpose. He quit alcohol, turned vegetarian, became an ultra runner and started the hugely unpopular <laughs> JFDI podcast where he externalizes his inner monologue and it's released on an almost daily basis. So definitely check it out if you fancy it. He also happens to be the first person I met in London. I emailed him in response to a blog post he wrote in February of this year about inspiring and supporting founders, teams and businesses to make impact by investing in and incubating his teams at the Us2 Adventure Playground. From there, he invited me down to meet him and the teams and the rest, as they say, is history. Thus, it's only fitting that he's the first guest on my podcast. Welcome, Mills. Thank you very much. I'm truly honoured. Yeah, I'm very glad you could join me. Oh, no, I'm glad. You, well, I didn't have to make any effort because you came down to me. <laughs> I'm super lazy. I would not have made the effort. No, but I would. You know what? I, I was, uh, before you recorded this, I was just saying, like, crikey, my, my mind was, uh, I'm not used to working, so I had to do two hours of work this morning. And I think that just completely blew my mind and just broke me. But... And I was thinking, oh, no, I wasn't actually thinking, oh, no, but I, but I was thinking, oh, no, I've got to do a podcast later. I don't have the energy. I don't have the, 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 the passion that I usually have. But just spending five minutes with you, no jokes, I'm not lying. You, there is something about you that reminds me of why I, I live on this planet. Oh, well, it's that big. that's very It's that big. <laughs> yeah, high praise. <laughs> Oprah, come at me. <laughs> oh, exactly. You're the new Oprah. Oh, okay, well, I'm going to start with the questions. We're talking all things creative industries, careers, and general life advice, pearls of wisdom, whatever you've got kind of rocking in that noggin of yours. Okay. <laughs> what was your first job? So, I mean, it goes back a long way now. I mean, literally 20 years out of getting my, getting my degree. And I was very lucky that while I was at university uh, over in Bath, uh, it's fair to say I didn't do much work and so yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't really have much of a portfolio as such but I had I think there was like an innate pat talent inside me that my minimum amount of work was still just about good enough but yeah. what I also 
had which many other people didn't have was a best mate in sinks who i mentioned earlier yeah uh, my co-founder in us two and he was while i was busy not working away in bath he was actually working his ass off down in london doing an internship not dissimilar to what you're doing right now in fact we're doing multiple internships the benefit of of being uh, i guess in st martin's in london was that he was able to to be in proximity to a lot of the leading agencies and he spent you know his summers uh, working for some of the big design companies and in that time uh, met somebody called Dom who was who would a few months later would become our first boss so actually I remember Sinks phoning me up one day while I was at Bath and said Mills I've got this opportunity to get a job at this tiny little company only three people but they need they need two designers not just one I don't even think they needed two designers but the guy Dom was such a nutter in a great way yeah. that he wanted to when Sink suggested why not have two if you could have yeah, you know, two, wh- for the price of two for the price <laughs> well two the funny should say that 14, oh, wow. yeah 14,000 pounds a year so wow. I think you're right it was it's, uh, I'm not sure you could get away with paying someone that low now in London those days it was a lot easier to live in London so my mm-hmm. first job actually was I, ha- I had uh, other than that which was you know a chance to go and work in a you know a, what you would call a startup but a, an agency startup yeah. um, for two other best mates or I also had the option of going work at a, a much bigger, a far bigger company called The Team that was already proven to be a very successful design business. You know, I had to make just a call between sort of going in and just, I guess, learning on the job with people who are already learning on the job by a big animal, Dom's company, yeah. or, you know, joining this... A bigger A big organisation, exactly. There was going to be loads of benefits to that as well. But, you know, it would have been what I probably would have called more of a corporate ship. I mean, it wasn't corporate by any stretch of the imagination, but... It was. It was it bigger, wasn't. clearer progression routes. Exactly, like that. all that stuff. And I, I dare yeah. say, I wasn't thinking about progression routes. So you're very progressive <laughs> yourself in saying that. But in, in the end, me and Sinks, uh, we, you know, we had always harbored some sort of dream that we'd, we'd do something together. We, mm-hmm. we grew up together since we were 11, and you know, by the time we're, I guess, 21, both leaving college, you know, the chance to work together, with your best mate, in like uh, in the back of a Brit Lane in a car park with two you know, nutty <laughs> people who think that the uh, the internet's incredible. And we hadn't really heard of the internet by then, so we, we joined them and uh, yeah. we were there for four years. And what I learned there was that it's possible to enjoy your job. Yeah. And I think prior to that, I don't really think I even thought about a job, to be honest. I, don't, I think I was pretty, I was just confident that I would land on my feet somewhere um, yeah. in London. But I didn't think I ever anticipated just how much you could love your job and I think at Big Animal it gave us the foundation for what would then come to be us too and mm-hmm. this idea that you there is no work-life balance you it's a work-life merge it's just the same thing you are as you're as having as much fun well there's no I'm having as much fun at work as I am out of work because actually the two it's impossible to to work out they're so which is they're so exactly you know the, it was great fun I loved it. it you know, if I look back now, it also was the starts of my, my first test whether or not I could get sinks to do the work uh, <laughs> and I basically get away with doing nothing, yeah, which nice. actually, funny enough, 20 years later, as it's, still uh, you know, for you. it's still working for me. <laughs> Just don't tell him that. Yeah. He doesn't listen to podcasts, so he'll never hear this. Yeah, okay, fair enough. So hopefully that was a long-winded way. That, I saying, well, that, no, it was a good first job, yeah. It was a great first It was brilliant. And I, I would get, you know, uh, not that you're asking for advice right now, but... Yeah, no, go for it. Advice away. Do you like... I think we've been talking about it. When you get... You want to choose somewhere where you're going to enjoy yourself. It doesn't have to be your first job. It doesn't have mm. to be somewhere where you're the, the bottom of the barrel working your way up. I joined a company. Admittedly, there was only four of us at the time, but it, yeah. and it only grew to seven or eight. But we were all mates. It really was the best time of my life. And I learned so much about growing up, about life, about clients. Just, you know, the beauty of joining a very small organization is, of course, uh, you get access to 
everything in many ways. You know, you're yeah. in the same room, you're overhearing conversations, you're learning. You know, you're the founders primary are probably saying everything they're saying to their co-founder in front of you. Yeah, I found that with the Stitch team, it's really open and there like, we go. I, I've learned things about developing that I would never if in a bigger organization when they're in a different room you're never going to hear those conversations and I'm not going to pursue a career in code necessarily but it's quite nice to gain an understanding of how the product actually works on the back end because then I can appreciate so much more when I'm marketing the product or I'm selling it or someone just asking what is it I can actually be like no those are the two guys that put the hours in or the three guys actually including Jack that made it and, and it kind of fills you with a sense of pride like it's nice to be a part of a team like that oh, I think I think you've cracked it there because I think you know the the benefits of me of joining let's say the team the the other company I mentioned was probably I would have got paid a lot more money the, the money was an awful lot more but I would have immediately been put into a bucket probably of of who I what I would be learning and I would not absolutely not have got the access to what I learned um and so I think you can make a real, you know, there's a real decision to make quite early on whether or not you're into this idea of being kind of maybe the master of none to start with, but the kind of hear, you hear it all, or if you want to be very targeted and sort of learn a specific skill and learn from the best. I certainly didn't learn from the best, but I learned from <laughs> the best people. Nice, nice. Well, you've kind of given us some top tips, people at the start of their career, yeah. but do you have any advice for people who are absolutely clueless? Perhaps they're looking at the creative industry or tech or startups or an industry in general and going, that looks like a place I want to be, but ah, oh my goodness, how do I even begin to find a job for myself in that space? I think you really need to play to your strengths. I think you need the create. When we talk about the creative industry, the beauty is that, that it's a very broad. There's a there's a very broad set of skills that you can use within them. You know, I think that for oft, often people think creative industry designer. That's the only job. But actually, you know, you can be you can be you can be in the creative industry without actually be hands on creative. You know, you could be a student manager. You could be head of business. You could or you could be a business development person. I think the key thing is to try. When you, uh, my thing is, when you walk into a place, I believe that you instantly have a sense of whether or not that place feels right. Yeah. I think it's no different to when you meet somebody. Like when I first met you, you know, I instantly, even from the, from the very first correspondence when you first reached out to me, yeah. I could sense that there was something special about you. Oh, and, you. And, and it was, a it was an integrity, it was a realness, it was an honesty. It mm -hmm. was just you were being you. Yeah. And I think a lot of places are dressed up to, to be sort of, businesses and uh, and uh, and don't have the human element sort of tapped into properly and i think when you walk into a place you you want to feel that in the energy in the air you want to you know that first meeting you have how do they look after you you know how do they treat you mm -hmm. from every interaction well, i guess it's that interview is a two-way street thing my mum's always saying you it, know. It, it actually is it really is and i think you know f businesses need um progressive young or young thinking it doesn't have to be young people talent uh, into their industry to, to bring a fresh uh, fresh ideas in so you very much are sort of you yes you might want that job but they also want you if you're good as well so I think take the time to kind of look around and um, you know get a sense of how how that those those companies are behaving online you know the beauty about the beauty is you can very quickly find out you know designers you know so the the, the team members how they interact on social as well. You, mm -hmm. It's quite it's quite easy these days to get access to people that work at these companies and and sense how they how they communicate to you. Just don't be overly desperate just to take anything. I think yeah. take it take as much time as you can afford to take to try to find the right place. 
you know, you're going to be spending more time probably at work than you are awake. Yeah. Um, you know, even if you just um, say, so, you know, the standard eight hour day, let's say, of working, let's say, you yeah. know, that's more time probably. You that know. you're going to spend with your family. And exactly. And I, yeah. think, I think you want to spend, you w- like I talked about this work-life merge, I think you want to see your workplace as a place you really enjoy going to. Yeah. And, and a workplace that allows you to be you. I've always been me, but it's actually taken me a long time to realize that it's okay to be me. Yeah, uh, and be and like, this is who Mills is, and that's fine. Exactly. You need to know that you don't have to put on a fake... Cl- uh, Exterior just to fit them. Exactly. Have you faced any challenges in your professional success? Have there been hurdles you've had to overcome? I mean, you obviously are an incredibly successful founder with Sinks. Have you guys faced any roadblocks getting from where you started to where you are now? One roadblock I remember for me, which was the only time I've ever since has ever actually put his foot down, was just before us two started, we went for a big, I guess, meeting with some of the big wigs of Sony. And in those days, I was, well, still, I was originally always wearing my <laughs> micro shorts. Oh and my. these ones are particularly small. And I'm talking like, okay. Questionably short. I think these were questionably short, uh, even for my taste. Um, but I was like, when I went, when I started walking to go to it, you know, the whole team, Dom and Matt and, and Sinks were like, no, this is, you can't do that. And so I was in such a mood that I didn't go because I was like, what? This is, I'm not being told what to do. But actually on reflection, you know, sometimes you do have to probably think. I'll wear trousers today. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. But I think that was, that was a bit of a wake up call. There's a time and a place for micro, micro shorts. I learned that. One thing that one thing that definitely um, stuck with Sinks and myself, and we often reference it, was a client being particularly let down by us. He and uh, he wasn't afraid to say that, and I think we felt so guilty that we had not performed. We had not created the the, the level of work was not up to the standard that he was used to from both us and probably from anyone. Yeah, and I think. When you, when you hear it from somebody and you know that they are 100% right, you feel sick to your bones. And I think it was really important, sort of something to keep us on rails there. You know, we, we, we put right to that wrong. But I think it was a really, at the time, a very low time for us because I think we've been very used to just hearing only praise. But to hear somebody sort of basically say we let them down was I think something that we needed to hear. I think you have to hear it throughout your career. I think it's yeah. very difficult to go through your entire career and not, you know, fail on something. But I think that that stuck with me. Yeah, it kind of we we felt we let ourselves down that. So that was something. But I think you do over, you know, don't get me wrong, you know, mistakes are there to to uh, to learn from uh, and and get stronger. So would you say that most of your network is digital and you kind of reach your professional community that way or are you someone who attends events, things like that like where do you fi- think your network is around yeah, It's you? hard for me to kind of, I guess it's hard for me now to understand where it comes from because I guess because I have a, a, a perceived success with the company I've built, I think there's a natural tendency for people to follow me regard, you know, f- just because I am You're the, the guy founder, who founded us too. As opposed to, but I think they quickly either unfollow me or, or they go, probably was I saying? Like, I think... Is that digital network? Online yeah, I think digital Twitter? network is super powerful. Like you yeah. can be, you can, you know, very quickly build up a community of people and know what's going on in the industry mm-hmm. via that. So it's and that's the good thing. I guess there's myself and there's another guy you mentor, Sam, and yep. na- neither of us are based in London, but we both can understand what's going on in the creative world just by following the right kind of people on Twitter. And it's finding people you're interested in yourself, I exactly. guess, as well. Yeah, I think that's a key thing. I mean, Rather do than just like who the top people are in the industry. Fine. I mean, I, yeah, d- don't, don't be afraid to not follow some people. If they're total plums, don't follow them. Hmm. 
what would you say is your biggest creative achievement? And like, I know you've worked on a lot of big briefs. There's obviously the Monument Valley games, but what's your kind of, yeah, professional wise? I mean, I think Monument Valley was a culmination of kind of real, you know, eight years of, of slog in terms of us putting a lot of the money we made from our businesses into taking these risks after risk after risk after risk, after risk which failed. We call yeah. it success-failure. <laughs> we took the, succe the success from each, well, we took the failure from each one and then tried to turn it into like a positive success. Yeah. And eventually, of course, we, you know, we kept going. We didn't give up. We kept learning. We iterated. And eventually, we got it right with Monument Valley. And I think, so I think deep down, the fact that I knew that we self-funded that and we didn't give up and actually Monument Valley was a game that when we sort of when we kind of talked to about what it was to people and and the fact that it was a premium game a lot of people said it's never going to do well so, but we didn't listen to them I didn't care even yeah. people within my own company didn't really believe I mean the fact the lucky thing is if you own the company no one can stop <laughs> you and Sinks believed in me believing in it yeah own um, your own company guys that's yeah, the, that's the, the key. Yeah, own your own company do anything I mean there's <laughs> other bad things about owning your own company but I think for me just the fact that us two the three sort of constituent parts the games you know the studios the, the adventure side I'm, I'm most proud of the fact that by and large people I think come to to work each day feeling pretty inspired and mm -hmm. feeling like that they're taken they're not just they're not just employees they're actually they're part of like a collective of 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 people who belong together and I think that's I think we don't give ourselves I don't give our, myself enough credit for being for all of us together sort of making this sort of this platform uh, be a, a really honest and an open place for people to, to perform. We're not driven, when we are, you know, you've got to be commercial. If you run a business, you've got to be commercial, but we're not driven by the commercial. We're driven by making impact that has a commercial, positive commercial effect after. I think if you think of it like that, you get to, you get to meet really incredible people. You know, you get to spend time with people that actually inspire you. And actually that's something else that I thought about recently as I talked about, you want to be in a place of work where the people that you're looking up to inspire you. They don't, they don't, they're not there, they're not instilling with fear and that's why you turn up, but you're actually, wow, I want to learn from these people. I want to learn from their mistakes and I want to be driven. So yeah, you need to do that. Yeah, at Stitch Team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but they I definitely mean, are. Point with them. I mean, you know, with, you know <coughs> with Nick and Scott when I first met them, you know, I'm proud of the fact that they were birthed out of adventure. I mean, they, mm -hmm. they joined when it was a different entity entity completely and actually they spent you know a year just sort of working just pushing they were they inspired me so much they were mm -hmm. kind of in the corner of a room they were keeping themselves to themselves but whenever you spent time with them they were just like wow these two are they're building product and business quicker than i ever did i think nick helped me reflect to think about how to reminded me that us two was 15 years old nearly by then. Well, actually, it's this November, so it was about 14 years old. And I was thinking, shit, maybe I'm getting old now. Maybe <laughs> I need to... So that's why I kind of went on my own mission to kind of, like, cleanse myself. Yeah. But anyway, that's another But yeah, story. no, well, they're inspiring people. Like, they it, are. It's cool getting to work but that, with, yeah, my with point such a I team. My point I never made was they are extremely inspiring and they inspire me. And I think I, again, only recently, because I'm, I'm a slow learner, it's just I've really come to understand just how excited I am by people who are inspired mm -hmm. and just how bad it is to be around people who are the opposite. Just do not go near downers. Ugh. <laughs> I'll make no, I'll avoid yeah, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> Like the plague. <laughs> I mean, I think too many people have friend networks where actually they're sort of surrounded by people that actually don't really 
are, are sort of drawing energy away rather than bringing it. You know, you yeah. should be in a you should be in a group of people that are kind of working together to to think positively and push positively. You've touched on the fact that you've had people who've kind of shaped your career. Like Sinks has obviously been a huge part. Have you had any mentors yourself? Uh, no. I actually haven't had any mentors, and that's that's the bizarre thing. I think Sinks and myself were so driven by doing it our own way that we felt naively, I think, that it was best to to make all the mistakes ourselves. I mean, I think we never had official mentors or mentees, uh, mentors, sorry. We, we probably were, I think we were naturally curious, and I think we'd often... As the name us two got a bit bigger, I think more and more other founders and older founders or older business owners were, were willing to, to spend time with us. In that respect, we would we would be mentored without them knowing that yeah. and without us knowing. Yeah, it wasn't like a hi, you my mentor, sign up, do a sheet. No. It was just a exchange of knowledge. It was, and probably it would have been. It would have been. Let's get. Let's meet up at the pub and yeah. drink a fair amount of beer and and let's let's just talk through a few problems we've got and listen to them. Definitely never had any. You know, this is a structured meet mentor meet uh, mentee meeting. But I think you should. I actually think that if we look back now, by having if we had had, I think everyone should have mentors. Mm-hmm. The earlier, the better. I mean, the fact that you know, if you if you do consider me a mentor, yeah. then that's fantastic. And I and I, th- you know, if I, if what I do with you is mentoring, then I I'm proud to be your mentor. I think it's a really powerful thing. I think also it gives an for the mentor as well. It it helps them grow because I mean I think it it can be very. And there's no set structure as far as I'm aware. So I think you know just getting someone's time could be over email could be over twitter it could but i think just yeah, a chance to check and have a coffee every month or something just to run through some issues yeah well yeah that's exactly it, isn't it mentor is just that kind of touchstone who you know is a few steps ahead or perhaps a whole lifetime ahead who's killing it do you think so i think the power that seems to be for you to have a mentor would be to be able to ask questions that maybe no one else can really answer yeah it's kind of with a mentor, I, I tend to find I ask either like the big questions of uh, where am I going, where are you at, or you kind of go, oh, I'm I'm thinking of writing this email. How do I phrase it? Like I do have mentors. Well, they maybe don't know their mentors, but people that I'll just say, hey, does this sound reasonable? You know, frown on my team at Stitch. She's looking over and teaching me a bit of copywriting as I'm going along. For me, I've I've, I've never had a lesson in how to write an email formally, especially for sales. So. Yeah. It is quite nice finding those people that, that are teaching you those little lessons as you, you go along. Yeah, absolutely. And as you kind of come across stuff. Well, I've actually just come out of the back off through Adventure as well. We've got a Creative Mentor Network, which mm-hmm. is a, a charity that is set up to help, uh, I guess, underrepresented and underprivileged kids in London and in inner in, in, in city schools to have access to mentors in the creative field. Yeah. And what we learned that really is the power of your sort of social, your actual social tree, really. These kids primarily don't have any access to a network and actually network is the most powerful thing in jobs it's everything it, someone with a network versus a talented person with no network the under talented person if that's such a word <laughs> gets a lot further if you can find a mentor who is willing to help you understand what to wear or what to say but at the same time is also able to open you up open to, to meeting open doors then actually mm-hmm. that's all life is i was talking to someone about this earlier today like 
the introductions and opening doors that kind of gives you the opportunity and in fact I was talking to the lady who's at your front desk and she was saying yeah she was like how did you kind of end up here and I said well Mills kind of opened the opportunity for me to meet the Stitch team and get an interview but it was my interview and my talents that meant I secured the job and now Absolutely. I'm doing a good job yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> I think it's got to be talent itself doesn't sell you need you need both you've got the door and you've got the talent bang you go fast it's as simple as that and you have got yeah. the talent and I think also a mentor is going to want to open up doors for you because they yeah. know that you've got this unbridled talent that needs to go on this massive journey of wow but yeah you need you need to be talented absolutely what has been the biggest lesson you've learned in your career you've shared a lot so I've shared a lot of total nonsense but now the biggest lesson bloody flipping hell these are big questions, <laughs> big questions. you're going big uh, <laughs> yes go big or go home what's the biggest lesson I have ever learned ever learned in my well, whole life yeah just if there's something where you kind of go I feel like everyone should learn this sooner why didn't I realise it perhaps I think being yourself I've always been lucky enough to be confident enough to be myself and I've had a lot of conversations with other people who say it's all well and good you say be yourself but you know certainly now you own a big company and bloody bar it wasn't always like that but I've definitely been I probably had the confidence of, of friends and family to, to feel like I could be myself and I think it's not as easy for everybody but when I say be yourself it doesn't mean be like Mills it means don't try to pretend you're not somebody and I think I have don't make come yourself smaller, maybe. Don't, don't make yourself smaller. I've come to realise re only recently, as I've kind of gone more of this health kick, that it's okay to to be me. I, th I touched on a bit earlier on, but you know, I'm never going to be able to sit with you and actually give you the sort of intelligent answers that I think I would love to be able to give you because my brain just doesn't work like that. Yeah. Um, but I'm. I feel like that's okay because I'm hopefully connecting with some people out there who. Whose brains Maybe also work the same way. Or I just say, okay, well, Mills is different and it's like, you know, isn't very intelligent, clearly. I <laughs> uh, really would love to hear Sinks talking. Not and, true, but and, yeah. and it's okay to be like that. Um, shit, there's maybe a hope. I also think it might be easier said than, than, than believed, but don't take work too seriously. At the end of the day, it is only... Work is not as big as we make ourselves believe it is. Yeah. I know everyone needs money, yeah. That that but actually work is not like when things go wrong at work, it's not the end of the world. You know, when things are going crazy online, it's not the same in the real world. And I think it's taken me a long time to actually stop I gave such a shit about us two for so long. I still do give a shit, but I, my entire life was us two. Yeah. Like, there was nothing else. If that broke then everything else would go the world is big. Yeah. And I think just just have that perspective that it is just work yeah and you can always leave and get another job or something <laughs> you know you can always there is if you're a talented person with a decent heart and some drive this world will look after you awesome okay so on that i've got the final question yeah okay it's a big one it's a big one right here we go let's give this yeah <laughs> yes this is the big one what yeah. is the well it's a big one if you have a good answer I don't yeah, know. Which I won't have. <laughs> but what is the best piece of advice you've ever received you know what? These are always the questions that I get really stuck by. If someone asks me what's my favorite book, I don't. Yeah, really whenever it's the same favorite band, you never know, do no, you? No, I mean, all I bands do. Westlife. <laughs> Westlife is my favorite. Actually, is I love them. Nice. Uh, my advice would be not to listen to advice, but okay. Well, sorry, that would be that would sound a little bit too irrational. Listen to advice, but don't necessarily be open to advice but it doesn't mean you don't have take to take it as gospel don't, don't take it as gospel i think me and sinks would always do that like we we were 
we never we we constantly because we neither are very good at reading uh, <laughs> and our change span is so are so limited. We never read you know books about how to build a business. We we learnt it on the job, but we were always very open to hearing other people's views. We didn't always take it. Yeah. Uh, and even with our sort of our non-execs and our mentors of today, we don't always we we take in a load of different viewpoints and then we make our own decisions based on those views. But I think the key thing is to get a, a range of views. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Is another one. I think. You know, no one has the answers at all. You know, I've been trying to find the meaning of life the last year. You know <laughs> that. And yeah. I've realized that no one has the answer to that mm-hmm. uh, at all. Although loads of people are looking for it. There is no what I'm not. There, there's actually, no universal there's answer. actually a universal answer. It's a bit of a sort of wasted journey. So I've stopped looking for that now. And now I'm just enjoying enjoying life. I'm just enjoying. Yeah, I'm just enjoying us too. I'm enjoying life. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying having fun again. I think the m- another bit of advice is. The moment you have, if you're not enjoying the journey you're on, change it. That's a good one to end on, I think. I think it's perfect. Perfect. Okay. Can I add you to my black book on Stitch, please? No. Of course <laughs> you can. I'm surprised I'm not on it really. Well, I thought it would be your first. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I would love you to. Awesome. Okay. Thank That'd you so much great. for your time. Pleasure. Absolute Thank you. pleasure.